Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, the Magi visit the Messiah. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report it to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warmed in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. This is such a familiar and beloved Christmas story to us that it's very easy to overlook what a weird passage of Scripture the visitation of the Magi really is. For thousands of years, Matthew's story of the Magi's journey to Bethlehem, their worship and gifts to the Christ child, has been depicted and celebrated in countless pieces of art, music, and pageants. In the Middle Ages, they were even given names, Melchior, Casper, and Balthazar. In many Hispanic countries, Los Tres Reyes is the most important Christmas holiday, complete with parades, feasts, a king's cake, and of course, gifts to the children from none other than the three kings. And yet, this story of the Magi is shrouded in mystery. For one thing, we don't really know how many there were. We often imagine three Magi because there were three gifts, but Matthew doesn't get that specific. They came from far away in the east, but we don't know from which country or town they came. Then, once the Magi visit the Christ child and slip away quietly after the angel's warning, we never see or hear from them ever again. They came, they created quite a stir, and then vanished from history. So perhaps the focus of this beautifully strange story isn't so much the Magi as it is the Holy One they were seeking at great expense and peril to themselves. From their astrology-based religion, the Magi understood this unusual star for what it was, the birth announcement of a great king somewhere in Judea, which would make him, of course, the new king of the Jews. In the Bible, the image of a rising star often points to the birth or the ascension of a great leader. And by the time of Jesus, the image of the new or morning star was the unmistakable sign of the Messiah, the Savior of Israel. God somehow spoke 
to these magi through the system of their own religious traditions to bring them straight to the new king of Israel, Jesus the Messiah. And once there, they worship Jesus. And in their worship, they recognize Jesus for who he is, the divine king of Israel, destined for both suffering and glory. That's why they gifted him with gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Unusual gifts, for sure, and a deep, meaningful devotion to the Christ they had journeyed so far to behold with their own eyes. Israel's priests and King Herod, well, they just didn't recognize the natal star for what it was. It took some outsiders to see it and follow it, and then to do something that everyone else had failed to do, to love and worship Jesus, God's Messiah and King. You know, there are so many questions and messages from a story like this, but I'll leave you with two questions to ponder. First, when you think about God's gift of Jesus Christ, how do you worship him? Let me ask that again. When you think about God's gift of Jesus Christ, how do you worship him? And second, not that Christ needs anything from us, but what is the best gift of yourself to offer him in worship? Again, what is the best gift of yourself to offer him in worship? When we worship Jesus Christ for all of who he is, freely giving the best of ourselves to him, then, like the Magi, our hearts move us to rejoice and to rejoice greatly. And that is the real joy of Christmas.